I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies. And we'll have some fun along the way. Hi, welcome to Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Potowitz. And today I welcome Pamela Cup to discuss and talk about her success in the senior living space. I've known Pamela for more than a dozen years and she's had success anywhere she goes and in multiple arenas in senior in the senior space, senior living and uh, you know communities as well as on a regional level. You've been a sales coach and you've also been in home health. So wanted to pick her brain and uh, let her have the opportunity to uh, shed her expertise. So welcome, Pamela. Thank you. I'm glad to be here today. Thanks for having me on. No, it's, it's our pleasure. Let's dive right in. So your latest project, we're not going to talk specifics about the company, but the latest project, you've had a tremendous success in a, a challenge environment. You've been there just about a couple of years, right when uh, COVID started, right? And in just to give the listeners a background, active adult in a cottage type situation. And it is unique in that it's not a CCRC, yet the residents do give an endowment, a kind of an entry fee, and then have a um, kind of an, like a monthly maintenance fee. And then mm-hmm. the, after they're passing or after they move out. So the, they get a you know, refund the um, reason I bring this up is because prior to you getting there, this project has, has struggled. It struggled for many years and the number of vacancies was, oh boy, really high. Maybe, you know, half at times, half of the uh, 77, I believe, or uh, close to 80 cottages. So could you share what Pamela, you did to, and oh, might I mention, now you're 100% occupied with a long wait list for a project where other sales directors said this is impossible. Can you share some of what you did to fill up this this, uh, community? (laughs) Thank you, Julie. And and it has been um, a privilege to have done this and and been a part of it. Uh, Part of my background in senior living does involve uh, doing a lot of, you know, practice and, and with coaches myself for the senior living uh, arena and, you know, really learning how to listen to folks and, and, you know, get a really good idea of what they're looking for through discovery and things like that. So in talking about my current um, place that I'm at, where I have been successful, um, you know, part of my role Um, here has been focus, 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 because with, you know, when I started more than 20 cottages, 
available to sell, it was a little overwhelming. I'm like, should I go in every cottage? Should I get to know every cottage, you know, like the back of my hand and things like that. And I was like, no. So I decided to focus on three to four cottages at a time with laser focus, really know what they entailed, what they had to offer. Therefore, when I spoke with prospective residents or their families um, calling or coming in, um, I knew exactly which one of those to show them. And I knew exactly um, what would meet their needs. So rather than get overwhelmed by so many options, I definitely cut it down to three or four at a time and then, you know, build off of that. Um, before I realized that it went from 20 to 16, 16 to 12, 12 to nine, nine to five. And then, you know, sooner or later we are at zero as our magic number. So, um, it has been rewarding and fun and uh, we have like 40 people on the wait list right now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. A lot of small gestures, like saving people's phone numbers and my cell phone uh, has helped. So when they call, you know, I'm able to greet them individually and, and enthusiastically and, you know, say, hi, Barb and Dan. And, you know, just really, um, you know, they feel great when they're calling and like, we already have this great relationship going and, and we do because um, I have spoken with, you know, the folks a lot through discovery and things, um, but really uh, utilizing what I learned about, um, you know, that process and, and, you know, promoting ongoing feelings of them being cared about, which they are, uh, the tour preparation, for example, one of my very first deposits at my current place, um, was a couple that was coming in and they, um, you know, I spoke with them on the phone and got to know their, you know, kind of them as, as people, individuals, what they like to do, what they were looking for, their current situation. I mean, really listening to them, but then I took it a step further when I hung up that phone and made notes on what I learned. I took it a step further and Googled them and learned that the, uh, uh, the husband in the couple, uh, was a duck carver. He participated in national, um, you know, events where he would, have his duck compared to others in the hunting arena and the carving arena that were very, very lifelike and floated perfectly and looked like real and all this stuff. So I was able to um, print out a couple of his ducks that were online and have it in their folder when they came in to tour that day. And it was just like, I mean, they deposited that day. I mean, it was like, <laughs> they felt not only they loved the cottage, it was right for them. The one I picked to show them, it was also they felt welcomed and cared about. So I think that's one of my big tips that I've learned through the coaching I've undergone with coaches and sales, senior sales. Love that. So it sounds like connections, list, great listening, the discovery, learning about them. And it's important at, 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 for every single customer at every level of care, but especially this active adult market where they don't, the need, quote unquote, isn't, isn't as great, maybe, right? And as perhaps memory care, where there's no, uh, someone's life may be at risk, right? Or right. say no other option, not to say everybody moves into memory care though. Uh, right. But the, the uh, personalization then to, it's a little things, right? It didn't cost you anything. You had mm -hmm. never met them. So it was in their right. packet, right? So that 
taking not just the listening and the discovery, but really uh, putting action behind it. What would you say to someone listening who said, oh, I don't know, I feel that stalking, would they feel like thinking that I went on their Facebook and printed out or I went in Google or whatever and pulled out their pictures of their duck carvings? How, how would you respond to that? Um, what I would say is they're coming to you. Um, you've already learned what their, um, I guess, hot spots are and, and, you know, the reason why they're seeking you out. Um, they're coming to tour. They're making the effort to come in physically. That means a lot. <laughs> Take every bit of advantage of that opportunity that you possibly can. If it's somebody that would be offended by you um, showing them that you do care about them and, and that the community would feel the same way about them, then they might not be the right customer for you. <laughs> um, you know, but I would do everything I can to make them feel welcomed and, um, you know, certainly um, cared about uh, in the process because that's going to move. That made that whole move in process go so smoothly with this couple. The communication was there. Um, you know, the, the phone calls back and forth, sometimes the difficult conversations that we have to have that we don't want to have, you know, those, those feelings that we have to lean into a little bit more is what actually gets us to the points that we want to get to. So, um, put those fears aside and, and just do it. And it leads me to ask you more about mindset. Cause as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, Maybe this is, that's a great example of overcoming your one's own mindset or own mental block, right? If we're focused on, well, what if they get offended? Or, well, I would, I would feel X or, you know, I look like a stalker. Perhaps that's, it's to your point, more of a um, look in the mirror, sort of a mental block. I you know, that in, through the years that, that I've known you, uh, if you don't mind me saying you have, I, one thing I really admire is you work a lot and focus a lot in your own mindset. And you've been in sales many, many years. You've had many, many rejections, you know, many losses, like we all do in sales, many wins, but many losses. Uh, and you continue to, you know, continue to be that top five and 10%. I think a lot of it, uh, has to do with one's mindset and the ability to reset it and, and to stay mentally strong. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you do that and, and why it's important to you? Absolutely. And, and through not only my prof professional life as well as my personal, I've learned a lot. And the main thing that I've learned and, and which, you know, really trails through my work life, as well as my family and personal relationships and friendships and such is to thine own self be true. Um, we, you know, Shakespeare said it perfectly, <laughs> um, you know, have the boundaries that we need to have with folks. I mean, like I said, if it's not the right people coming into the community, I mean, you've done the discovery, you've gotten to know them, you're going to know it. And um, so, you know, being a, a little selective too, and not just going for the sale because you're doing the work that's needed to actually get to know the person that's prospecting. Um, you know, if, if you're true to yourself and you're not just pleasing people, um, you'll find that, um, you know, through the honesty 
it not only builds trusting relationships, but it also keeps the integrity of the sales process flowing in the right direction. And that's what I found every single time through learning that single thing is to find yourself be true. Um, if you're, you know, just wanting to make this sale, if you're afraid to call them because you're afraid of that rejection or, or whatever, um, you know, yes, listen to your gut, but go ahead and do it and then see where it goes and just set the boundaries as needed, but also keep it honest, keep it flowing and, and it should naturally flow in the right direction that way. Have you found, Pamela, over the course of time that your ability to do what you just said, you know, staying true to yourself or staying mentally strong and not overthinking, oh, what if they say no, just pick up the phone. Have, have, you know, what kind of progress or improvements have you seen since committing to working on, if that's a good way to say it, the mind, your mindset and, and staying true to yourself? Um, I found that having honest, um, you know, being honest with yourself promotes honesty with others. So you're never going to make a sale that is not quite the right sale that way. You're, you're not going to overpromise and under deliver like so many of us have done in the past through our learning and, you know, trials and errors and things like that. We're not going to promise the sun, moon and stars when we can only promise the moon, you know? Um, so in being true to oneself, it really just kind of um, projects onto, um, you know, everything that you do in the workplace and, and beyond. But um, certainly when working with seniors in that population, I trust is so important to them. And, and especially in this senior living environment with the active senior, there's not a lot of, um, you know, motivation to do this right now. I mean, and a move is one of the top five stressors in life. So for someone to be 70, 80 years old or, or more and sell their home, downsize, sell their home, all of that, and, and actually make the move, they really have to feel like it's the right thing for them. So it is our job and our role to promote that honest, trusting, build that relationship of honesty and trust and move it forward in exactly that way. Um, having those difficult conversations that you have to lean into uncomfortably and picking up that phone uh, does get a lot easier the more honest you are. Really great insight. One thing that I have known you to do it's great to have a good mindset. It's great to, you know, staying strong and being able to connect. But let's be honest, in the world of sales, we have to do the work. We've got to pick up the phone. We've got to continue. We have to do one more. And that's one thing I've noticed about you over time is that you are that, I'm going to pick up the phone one more time today type person. Yes. Especially, and I don't sit next to you in an office and I'm not sitting on your shoulder. But I've watched your career and I see results and I've seen some, some data points and things. And you've mentioned to me more than once, it's when you have a bad call or maybe kind of a rejection that you get right back on the phone, even if it's late in the day. Yes. What advice would you give to someone listening who really wants to be in 
someone like your shoes, considered one of the top 10% of sales professionals in our business, what advice, what, what other advice would you give them? You said it, Julie, in, in so many words, follow up, follow up, follow up. <laughs> if you don't do the work, you're never going to make the sale. If you don't get up the bat, you're never going to hit the ball. So certainly um, making that one additional call that you're tired. It's the end of the day. You just got rejected. And it's like, I just want to go home. <laughs> Sometimes that very next call is the exact call that you needed to get the momentum going in the other direction. So uh, why end it on a bad note? Strive to end it on a good note, <laughs> but all possible, even if you make a connection uh, versus leaving, you know, I just left 20 messages. I'm so tired of making these phone calls. Um, somebody's going to answer every time. And, and I don't mean to, you know, make it sound like a big telemarketing thing, but um, somebody's going to answer, or you wouldn't believe how many people have come back to me and said, Hey, you've left like four messages for me in the past, you know, um, couple months. And I feel so bad that I haven't called you back. And, you know, it, uh, they do get the messages. They do. Um, they do eventually call back or if they're not, calling back, that's okay too. And just move on to the ones that you will get a hold of. But if you don't try, you're never going to go. Follow up, follow up, follow up. That's great advice. It is great advice. And doing the one more, your <laughs> one more call, especially to your point, when it was like, oh, geez. And we all, if you're in sales uh -huh. and you haven't had a day where you've picked up the phone and had no's or no response pretty much all day, you're not picking up the phone enough. Yeah. It's like, uh, forget, I think it was Reese Witherspoon I read once, but she said, if you, if you're, you know, a parent and you haven't yelled at your kids, you're not around your kids enough. Right. I just thought that was right. so funny. Right. If you haven't been rejected a lot in sales, you're just not doing it enough. Right. Yep. And it's never personal. It's never right. personal, but if we do the discovery, we do the work, if we do the follow-up, you know, it, it will make a difference. Well, Pamela, I could talk to you all day and, and pick your brain. would love to continue this conversation, hopefully on another podcast, because you, uh, again, you've just had consistent results in uh, many different areas and arenas in the senior space. And is there any kind of any additional advice or thoughts you'd like to uh, provide our listeners before we conclude today? Um, just a couple of other things that's helped me in my current, um, current place <laughs> is, um, you know, we've worked very hard to have a good user-friendly website with a great search engine optimization. And if it is affordable, that's, that's very helpful to uh, reach out to the right prospects, uh, the ones that meet the criteria that would be most likely to come. Um, you know, really getting, um, we've also been getting current residents involved with uh, resident testimonials and things and, and made a, a nice um, professional looking booklet on that, that I send out to prospects that are kind of on that warm, hot fence to, to read their testimonials. And sometimes they end up knowing the person that wrote the testimonial too. small world. Um, but really um, also being 
an informational resource for the folks that you're working with, whether it's referral sources or uh, prospective residents is, you know, to be in that <clears throat> excuse me, professional advisor uh, and resource that people feel comfortable calling up and asking you questions. I mean, hey, what's better than them calling you? I mean, <laughs> we dial out so many times, but what's better than them calling you? And um, for them to, to go to you as a knowledgeable expert in the industry um, says a lot. And they're going to remember your community that way as well. And when they're ready or when you've, you know, helped them through what they needed to get through to be ready, <laughs> um, <clears throat> overcoming those obstacles and things, which they've felt comfortable working with you on, they're going to come. So, um, you know, providing, you know, certainly um, video walkthroughs and just really being that informational resource, resource, sorry, for folks, um, rather than wasting the advertising dollars on ads and, you know, meetings with the wrong types of people and the wrong referral sources and, and things. I mean, really to put the focus where it should be. And um, I know every community is different. No two sales are alike. I mean, I can move one person in this week and another person in next week and totally different situations, totally different dynamics and things that are involved with those, which is why we have to be a lot, you know, amiable and things, but um, really rather, you know, it, a good senior living salesperson, whether it's on a, a regional level, a senior leadership level, or on a community level, is one who will work also with the team as a team uh, mm -hmm. with their coworkers. And you know, like I said, honestly, share information and uh, provide solutions. So, to thy know self be true, be a team worker, share information, and you know, really, if you can, provide solutions as a team. Pamela, thank you so much for talking with me today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you all for joining Grow Your Occupancy, and we will see you on the next podcast. Thanks for having me, Julie. Nice to see you. <laughs>